Enter now the age of apocalypse, Shiga, with your hosts, Dayspring and Scott Free. The name's Cable. Remember it. And the only people who can stop apocalypse are the mutants known as Dayspring, Scott Free, and Michelle. This is Captain America, and we need to defeat apocalypse. Okay, I thought you were a huge Zelda fan. That's why I was like, let's wait until the Nintendo Direct is over so we can chat about it. I mean, like, I enjoy Zelda. I'm not, like, a fanatic about it. Like, look, I... I, Yeah, no, like, I I respect it. I appreciate it. Ocarina of Time remains one of my all-time favorite games. But, you know, like... I... Yeah, I'm not as big a fan as you are. Wait, I thought you cosplayed as Link once. Am I making this up? Uh, I have not, no. Um, Although, thinking about it now, that would probably be very off-character for you. Yeah, I mean, like, I... You know, like, not all, like, white dudes who look like elves are all the same, Paul. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're right i guess i must have thought your north star cosplay was a link once <laughs> like weren't you link or legolas once you're like no it was north star <laughs> it was north star yeah. uh and namor um but yeah oh that's right you yeah. did do namor i'm sorry you've been eclipsed by namor cosplay i don't assume yeah i like i i can't compete with that so yeah. um yeah new new zelda uh, what what are your feels? I was it? okay. Well, I didn't think the trailer was that good. I mean, the thing about Nintendo Direct trailers, and I know we're off script here, Familia talking about Nintendo, but whatever. It's Zelda. This is an all hands on deck situation. The thing about Nintendo Directs is that they're so boring. They're like a business presentation. Like I feel like I'm in a conference room with like Green Mountain Coffee, just staring at my CEO talking, like some kind of like sales conference. But you cannot deny like the level of hype you have, like thinking like, oh my god, the next one's going to be Zelda. It's going to be Zelda. Of course, they wait till the end. And the trailer is for Tears of the Kingdom, and it's coming out in May, which is fantastic because I thought we were going to have to wait till November, and this has been delayed like seven years or something like that. So it looks good. Not much. I mean, I have to break down the trailer. I have to analyze it. I I listen to Zeltic, but you know, it's a continuation of you know Breath of the Wild. Did you play Breath of the Wild? Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you, don't see, yeah. you don't look sure about that. <laughs> I mean, it has well, been a minute. I, it has been a long time since Breath of the Wild came. Yeah. It, it, it's it's been it's been a while, and then with like the whole global pandemic, like my sense of time is like it could be 2019. It could be like 2046 or whatever the fuck Bishop is supposed to be from. So like. Well, it's so funny, by the way, sidebar, I was complaining about my mom's dementia the other day to someone. And I'm like, and can you believe it? She thinks it's still 2020. And I'm like, mom, it's 2021. And someone looks at me and they're like, no, it's 2023. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, I have no idea where in time we are anymore. Like my sense of time has been completely erased since the pandemic. Uh, time is a social construct. And uh, I you agree. remember that. 
I I will do well to remember that. Yeah. So we're here to talk about Bishop War College. I'm Dayspring. I am Scott Free. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome back. Welcome back. But before we talk about Bishop War College, we have to talk about X Men Vote 2023 and sort of how everything went down because we broke it down. We I mean we went through all the candidates. But I don't think we did a proper follow-up on all the polling we did. And polling suggests for Power of X-Men, and listen, I'm not trying to like boast here or anything, but we have called the winners the last two years. And by landslide, Dazzler was ahead, like number one. Yeah, I mean, you know, early early polling can be deceptive, though. Um... <laughs> Exit polling. I pride Ex- myself on this. We're the only people who do exit polling for an imaginary election. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, D- Dazzler's popular um, with, you know, certain segments of the fan demographic. And... The gays. She's popular with the gays. <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah, like a lot of people who don't identify LGBTQIA plus did not, vo- they voted for Dazzler. Yeah, I mean, look, people, you know, people surprise you. Um, you know, like I said on our, our candidate episode, I mean, like, it's, you know, look, Madonna's going back on tour. It's like, you know, it's time for all these old icons. They're they're back. They're back. <laughs> Disco yeah. doesn't die, neither does uh, Dazzler. Or what, Resurrection? Mutants don't die, neither does Disco. Was that her? I'm forgetting her. Yeah, that was uh, uh, Mutants... Um, yeah, mutants don't die and disco's not dead or something like that. that. I don't remember. I was actually surprised because listen, there a lot of the characters like Cannonball Frenzy and Jubilee, based off uh, off of our exit polling, which is so incredibly thorough and well thought out. I mean, hours just crunching those numbers. No sarcasm, but those three characters were fluctuating in terms of where they were at, you know, who was coming out ahead and stuff like that. But Dazzler, I'm telling you, dude, by like a landslide. And that's why I was like really shocked when Marvel like released their graphic image and they're like, there are three candidates who have been, you know, at the top and like the two contenders are 100 votes off of each other. And that doesn't make any sense to me because like. I think Sam did really well. If it was something like Sam and Jubilee had like a hundred votes between them or Sam and frenzy or frenzy and Jubilee had a hundred votes between them. I would believe that. But Dazzler, I mean, we're talking like so many people had voted for her. And I think we got, I'm not, I don't want to say like we, we obviously had the entire fandom, but we got like over a thousand votes in of, of who people voted for. And I'm telling you by a landslide, it was Dazzler. Yeah, I I don't exactly trust. I don't exactly understand or trust some of like uh, Glob Herman or whatever they have out there doing the math. Like I don't I don't exactly trust the some of the math there, because um, some of the numbers don't I think make sense. But um, this is not a statistics podcast. And uh, wouldn't it be hysterical though if we were voting for the character who would die? Did Flink say that or Michelle? I forgot who said that. But it was like, I hope the winner doesn't die because, you know, we have Fall of X in the fall. And, yes. you know, presumably hard times are on the horizon. And I'm wondering if it's going to be, you know, something similar to what we're seeing right now in Sin- of Sinister, where we're going to have a dystopian landscape for Krakoa. I don't know. 
We'll see. Or, you know, Charles Xavier's shit comes home to roost and it's it's mostly about him. We'll see. I, I really do hope like future elections are gonna deal with pick a character to die permanently, like vote on a character to die permanently, or vote to resurrect a character like Nate Gray and like other like obscure characters out there. Yeah, but but Nate Nate's not dead. He went off to I knew the, uh to be Jesus in the parallel. I know, but you know what I mean? Like bring back resurrect, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, I hope they do something fun like that. I am getting kind of tired. I've thought about it long and hard. I am really tired of voting for like a new team every year, only to have like the previous team you elected, not even have a story like fully realized. Well, well, also it doesn't work like in universe. Like, is the Hellfire Gala like annual, or is it now just like quarterly? Like, how how does this work? Because like three years haven't passed like in universe. Well, that, so that was my point last time, which is so now we have if it is annual, Krakoa has been around for three years, and that doesn't seem to bother the X-Men because the X-Men are immortal, they're ageless, whatever, but it starts aging the Marvel universe. So characters yeah. like, you know, Iron Man are now presumably three years older from when Krakoa started. So you start aging your characters. I mean, again, it doesn't matter to the X-Men because the X-Men are immortal. They can resurrect at whatever age, but, oh, and the other thing I wanted to talk about the X-Men being immortal. Like, is anyone going to talk about global population and like, population control if the mutants are resurrecting humans now like i'm just saying i'm just saying well i mean the number of humans they're resurrecting is is like small and like carefully screened um it's not like they're going to start resurrecting like millions of people but you don't think the technology is going to be well i mean i guess so in sense of sinister they're resurrecting everyone now right if you're if you're because they give you the the vaccine with the uh with the gene with the x gene that allows you to get resurrected i don't know listen i'm overthinking something but i don't believe some people have thought about these questions (laughs) when they sit down to write them but anyways but anyway so x-men vote let scott and myself know who you voted for slide into our dms you voted for dazzler sounds good uh or the juggernaut (laughs) is he i'm sorry who's the juggernaut He's the juggernaut, bitch. There we go. <laughs> but to discuss Bishop War College, issue one by Jay Holtman with art by Sean Damien Hill. I was pleasantly surprised with this. What did you think, Scott? Yeah, I I was pleasantly um I was pleasantly surprised by this as well. I'm not like historically a huge bishop fan. Um he's very 90s and a lot of his stories can be really confusing and then you know the whole trying to kill hope thing for a while um i mean that is like she he literally followed this girl through different times trying to murder her and her father i mean hope is traumatized because of him yeah and and for like one of the first times in the krakoan era they actually reference um that in like the letter that opens up this issue from uh danny moonstar to magic mm-hmm. uh danny's like not to mention the years he spent committed to killing one of our own for crimes that haven't even occurred and i was like oh yeah it's actually like some recognition for like the messiah 
complex stuff. Um, but you know, I thought it was like it was really neat to see him as like the drill instructor, like trying to train these kids because he's like, I've lived in a shitty future and I know what happens like if you let your guard down. Yeah, well, I love that so much. I was just saying, I was just ranting the other day on Instagram that one of the things I wish they would address is that a lot of these characters from parallel dimensions or alternate futures, they didn't grow up with a Krakoa. And what does that yeah. mean to, to them? And I think with Bishop, we see the implications of growing up in a concentration camp, which would be traumatizing for anyone. But, you know, for him... He's he's terrified of losing Krakoa and he has yeah. this beautiful line where he's you're like in this, which is being a mutant means always having to fight for life. And I was like, oh, that is a beautiful line. I, I'm going to disagree with with not being a big fan. I've always liked Bishop because I I came in on on, you know, Bishop in the animated series. I was like, ooh, Days of Future Past. This is a really interesting, you know, the animated series, Days of Future Past. Yeah. I was like, that's really interesting. And when I sort of migrated to to reading the comics, he was Bald Bishop, and he was going through Age of Apocalypse and Onslaught. And he was specifically sent back in time to find the X-Trader. And it turned out, obviously, to be Onslaught. So I've always held, like, that era of Bishop in, in, in such a high regard. And I think we also had, like, District X. Oh my god, I'm forgetting. Yeah. Um and uh not MYX. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Which was before, like it was during House of M, pre-House of M, and then it kind of bled into House of M. And and then, you know, I just everything happened to, with him during Messiah Complex, which I think during Messiah Complex, he was justified in 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 his actions early on. You know what I mean? Where he said something to the effect of, you know, you don't understand the future I grew up in. The our people will be in prison because this is no messiah she will decimate you know all the humans and we will be blamed for it and that's why we're going to be put into these um, concentration camps so you know right there with bishop i've always found him really intriguing kind of lost me after after the events of cable you know that volume of cable where he was raising hope and he he ended yeah. up in the alternate future where the sun was being eating up the planet so i i'm kind of lost in his history after that but I do like this bishop that we get here in this issue. Yeah, I see. I I come at it from more like I was introduced, like we all were, to Bishop after Cable, and I was like, oh, like here's another guy from the future to sent back to save the future from the past, from the future, but he's edgier and like. He's got like a face tattoo and, and a mullet and a mullet. And um, to me, like, like Trevor Fitzroy and it's some of the most like convoluted, like, Oh my God. Hyrule stuff. commander is going to come after you. Well, uh, I mean, look, I mean uh, like Trevor Fitzroy and like the hunt and everything. It, it's, it's very nineties. Um, and like not, not some of the best best stuff to come out of the 90s either but um i i really liked i liked bishop in extreme x-men um claremont's like early 2000s extreme x-men and i really like him in the krakoa era um still no trevor fitzroy on krakoa he's he's not back he's not back um 
but I yeah, I, I really like him in this, and it was really refreshing to also see him with characters who haven't necessarily gotten a lot of screen time in the Krakoan mm-hmm. era. Um, like perennial candidate armor. Um Okay. So armor is old enough to drink, or is Krakoa just like whoever wants to drink and drink? Um well, you know, art they they get at it where they're like, we're not children anymore, but this is sort of the problem of like having too many classes of like kids on top of each other, because like yeah. in theory, I mean in theory, like the new mutants are like late twenties. Um the Gen X kids are also close to that. And then I guess like the Academy X kids are now in their early twenties because like sometimes I mean Anol Anol works at the bar. But then other times he's drawn like he's seven. So I don't know. <laughs> That's a really great point. Yeah. I so let, let, let's recap the first half of this issue really quickly. Yeah. Bishop is training um the younger X-Men, younger younger mutants. So he's training Armor, he's training Surge, Amas, Camlong, and Aurora Charles. I'm gonna be honest with you. I had to look up who Aurora Charles was, uh, as well as Cam Long, because yeah. I have no memory of them. And Amass, I, I'm not even going to pretend that I knew, because I don't read Marauders. <laughs> but right. but I forgot I, I forgot about Aurora in, in Prisoner of X. I do remember now, you know, Prisoner of X. And then Cam Long, I know they were introduced recently in New Mutants, but they were also in Age of X-Men as well. Did I get that right? Yes. Okay. Um, I I do read Marauders. Uh, I love Amass. They're probably one of my favorite new characters of like the recent mm-hmm. um, stuff. So it was like nice to see um, like the crossover from another book. Um, it's it's like moody, depressed goth twinks. Like I I sympathize. Um, <laughs> So, but yeah. yeah, you guys look a lot alike. You guys both look like you haven't seen the sun in like forever. <laughs> I I'd say rude, but I'm I'm literally broadcasting here from my basement. So, <laughs> you know, bitch, it's uh, not, at least you have a basement. I have an open loft. You can hear everything in it. Yeah, but like like sun and light. And, you know. My God, can I tell you my apartment has so much sun in it? I hate it so much. I'm ordering like blackout curtains. I'm like, I don't like the sun. I'm probably the only person in the world who's depressed looking at the ocean and the sun like all day long. I'm going crazy. Yeah, once, once again, you. I'm, I'm sitting here in a basement in New Jersey. And like, <laughs> so... So we'll, we'll we'll put a pin in that. All right, we're gonna pin in but, that. Go continue. Right. But um, uh, but yeah, Bishop is training these kids, and Danny Moonstar comes to tell him that like, oh, maybe you're going like too hard on like the kids, and um, he's like, I'm the captain commander, and I'll tell you if I'm going too hard i was gonna say i didn't really like that scene as much i felt like it was too clean you know from like a writing perspective where danny's like you're a bully and bishop is like i'm not really a bully am i and he's like i do i just don't want you know i don't think 
you are no Danny says excuse me I don't think you are but I do think you have to ask yourself is this really about them or is it about you and I was like oh no like I want Bishop to be angry about it Bishop's lived through shit you know what I mean yeah but like is he taking his trauma out on these like these kids because of course he's he from is a, yeah because he's he's from a future that doesn't even exist anymore yeah I'm, I'm so I'm really I wish they could I wish we would just have like an issue where they would fit the narrative of Krakoa into or attempt to fit the idea of Krakoa into these alternate stories that we've gotten throughout the years. Like, Because I'd really love that. Again, I would love a beat in the story where Bishop would be like, of course, I'm being tough on these kids. I didn't grow up with a Krakoa and they have to learn how to live without a Krakoa or something like that. It's all I would want. But that's me projecting what I would do as a writer. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying. Yeah, I you, you get into alternate like timeline yeah. stuff because like is he he's from the he's from a future. He's not necessarily from like the future. Like we yeah. know from like Kirko and Cable that in Cable's future like they do refer to like the Krakoan era. So in Cable's timeline there was a Krakoa, was there necessarily one in Bishops? Don't know. Who knows? And one 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 final thing to say about Danny here. I love that Danny is the one who comes up and calls him on the stuff because there's been so much talk about Academy X online recently. And obviously we have Surge there. And I love that Danny is still more of a mentor figure. Danny's one of those characters that like I feel it is ridiculous to see her in the new mutants outfit. I think she has graduated to X-Men status decades ago. I would love to see her more in that kind of role. So it's so great to see her as more of a mentor to the younger kids and, and actually standing up to a character like Bishop. Yeah. Um, no, I completely agree. It's It was refreshing to get the reminder of why like a lot of people consider her to be like one of the mutants, like great leaders um, yeah. from that generation. Uh, and then, you know, we get the, um, the like, proverbial, like, turd in the Krakoan punch bowl. Uh, it was the Fenris twins. Um, there they up. are. Yeah. I saw uh, that and immediately thought of you. The, well, 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 why? Well, because you hate them. You hate them so much. Yeah. I mean, they're fucking Nazis. I they're, know. They're, like, they're, they're brother and sister fucking Nazis. <laughs> What did they say? That swastika-shaped apple didn't even leave the branch. I love that line there. God, they're so evil the way they're drawn and everything. They're they're evil. They're creepy. Um, they're traitors. And yeah. And ugh. Gross. So they're on Krakoa. They're going to do something. They got some plans. And and they say, come on, we, we can't keep our guests waiting. So they're up to no good on the island. So again, Bishop has tr was training the kids. Danny came in saying that she, he was being too strong on them. And he goes on the beach and he goes, there just isn't enough time. And he holds, you know, sand in his hand and it passes through his fingertips, which is a little on the nose, <laughs> you know. Well, they, they don't have, there's no sand in the future. So he's got... <laughs> <laughs> There's no beach in the future. No. It's awful. And then the uh the Von Strucker twins come and then we get We see Cam and Aura. Aura? Uh, I've been calling her Aurora. 
Com- common misconception. Not North Star Sister, though. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, uh, see, Cam up and with these new mutants. Now, well, I mean, yeah, too many kids. Um, too many kids. Too many kids. Uh, they run. They have like a dramatic talk about how like. Oh, I've been through enough crap. I signed up for this dumb thing and um, I won't be treated like that. And then they're like, oh, well, we have to like protect each other. And then they make out. And I think that's, you know, that's really sweet. That was very sweet. You know, I love I love that they found love together. But the next scene at the Green Lagoon Bar was probably my favorite of the entire issue. First of all, as mentioned, I cannot believe armor is old enough to drink a but also if you look in the background you see jamie and his dupes being like plastered and with what looks to be dazzler is it no that's not dazzler who's yeah is that dazzler Dazzler. oh that is Um, dazzler look at that that's it's dazzler uh some random guy that matt one of the dupes is talking to and then uh fire fist himself rusty collins all right yes back from the dead um and uh yeah the the dupes uh and armor and a mass are talking um about like yeah you know like this shit happens people have conflicts um it's an island full of mutants we're not always the most emotionally stable types there are flare-ups i wish you should have been like you should have seen utopia (laughs) yeah she's like if you think this is bad you should have seen utopia back when we lived off the coast of san francisco on like a rock 10 times worse um and then you see like one of the dupes puking that was brilliant Um, absolutely brilliant yeah, and, and Armor asks, like, you know, a mass, like, oh, well, like, was everything just, like, okay all the time in, uh, she says, hunky-dory uh, all the time in Threshold, um, which is the, like, ancient mutant land that a mass is from, and then a mass is like, oh, no, uh, we always had, like, fights to the death, and Armor looks horrified, and then a mass, they're like, uh, I'm I'm kidding. Like we we just like didn't have fights to the death. So well, the thing is, like, why does Armor even have that reaction? I mean, mutants literally have to go through the crucible. Like, relax, relax, yeah. their Armor. But you know, so we're, we're we're seeing the students sort of talking, and you know, I I think Serge also said this in in the issue early on where she was here, like we've been through this shit. <laughs> like, don't yeah. treat us as if we have it. But again, Bishop is trying to prepare them and and he goes off to talk to Tempo and he has an idea of what he wants to do with the kids. And obviously Tempo has the power to manipulate time. So that's going to come into play in, in a couple of pages. But there's also a memo from the Quiet Council on the War Captains to Bishop, which I thought was kind of funny. I want to know who on the Quiet Council wrote this memo because it seemed so... I don't know, like, not formal. You know what I mean? Like, it was just like, since it appears that you have already started your war college training for surge and armor, we felt we should officially give it our blessing with a few caveats and instructions. And 
you know, the points are try to stick to your stated goals, training small groups to work together as a team. We'd also like you to include Cam, Aura, and Amas, not Aurora. Uh, one last thing said with all due respect, don't break them, train them, give them some confidence, be a teacher, not just a drill sergeant. Um, the the bullet points give me like business speak. So I feel like this was like Emma just like dictating this to like one of the cuckoos, and it's just like like dictated, not read. And, uh... <laughs> yes, right. No, it's probably. I'm going to disagree. I don't think it would have been Emma. Emma, first of all, would never like waste her time writing an email about like training sessions anymore. But it was probably like Kurt. And like destiny, like trying to bond and like writing this email. I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, that's hysterical. But yeah, so then Bishop has a dream sequence where he's running down a hall. He's covered by all the skulls because again, he grew up in a in in a concentration camp, and he sees different versions of himself. And it's kind of like that scene from Man of Steel where. Henry Cavill's like being buried in all the skulls and he's trying to reach out and he wakes up, you know, so Bishop wakes up like gasping and he's looking at the sun and the next day he meets the kids for training. Armor, Mass, uh, Cam, Surge, and Aura on the beach. Um, And he's like, if it's true that I'm harsh, if I push you too hard, if I drive you crazy, it's because I want you to live and I'm making sure that when it happens, you're ready. Uh, and then they go into a cave under like Krakoa's uh, roots. Where yeah, apparently like... there's like a flaw in its protection because it's so deep it turns into the ocean floor. Yep, and that's how you get mole people. Um, <laughs> and, and like Surge is making like all these Star Wars references. She's uh, yeah, like, it's it's like the Death Star and a mass who is from like 10 billion years in the past just does not get the star Wars references. Um, it's like, we're on the lookout for Luke Skywalker. And he's, they're just like Skywalker question mark. And then who do they encounter? Who do they encounter? Wrong slide. I forgot. And I probably have argued with people being like, no rock slide is dead. He's not coming back. And, and to a degree, I don't feel I'm wrong, but I do. I did forget that wrong slide actually exists. Like, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> yeah, he's he's there. He's apparently just doing it. He's still doing his thing. Do you think um, there are any rock slide fans out there that are like, man, I hate wrong slide. They need to bring the OG back. Oh yeah, like I, I you know, I'm I'm a Academy X fan, and I think people were kind of pissed off that they did that to him. But I, yeah. I, you know, I'm not. I'm not going to get into that. I'm not going to get into that. You're not going to rant. <laughs> not going to rant. Not going to rant. Not going to rant for Rockslide. Yeah, and then uh, Tempo shows up and creates like a time bubble thing, so they're able to practice um, in a very short amount. Of, get a lot of practice in in a very short amount of time. You know, the more we're reading this, the more I'm not liking it as much as I did when we first, when I first read it on my own. Because now I'm just like, listen, I get it for Aura, for Cam and Amas. I get why they should be under these rigorous trainings. I mean, you can even argue with Amas, maybe not. But for Surge and Armor, I'm like, they've lived through a 
Avengers versus X-Men. They've lived through the Messiah crisis. I don't, why is he drilling them so hard like this? It, it really, it, it takes me out of the story just a little bit. Like if it was newer characters, I would, I would be okay with it. Again, I don't think it would make sense for someone like a Moss, but I can overlook it. But like, again, Surge and especially Armor, who was on the Astonishing team. Does, I think they deserve a bit more benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I mean, like, um, Amass was uh, just in the Marauders run, was basically a soldier in this ancient war, and I, I guess part of it is, like, Bishop trying to take these uh, younger mutants who do have some, ex- who do have experience, and then trying to take them to, like, the next um the next level yeah like he's not with like complete like newbies but not with like people who are like already like stone cold like combatants i just wish maybe like the team would have consisted more so my my qualm here just for folks at home is that that surgeon armor on this team when i think they deserve better but if you would have thrown in like a pixie or a forget me not (laughs) or something like that i would be like okay fine but yeah, I mean, I think it would also be pretty funny if, you know, when Surge was like, you know, we've been through all this, and he's here like, yeah, I saw your fighting during Second Coming. You really sucked, <laughs> you know? Not that he would have, because yeah. he would have been off the table, but you know what I mean. But, but like, but even, but like, you know... You I mean, don't have good picks... feedback, you know? Like, yeah. based off of, like, you know, evaluations, you guys need that extra TLC. That's that's it. That That's me being nitpicky about this situation. Yeah, I mean... Pixie and Forget Me Not are in um, Sysperia's Legion of X, though no, they're yeah. they're they're under Pert. Um, but no, like I I totally know what you mean. You could put somebody with like negligible combat skills in there to show like actual um, or like Quentin Choir because they're like you just keep dying over and over again. We figured you needed another round of training. <laughs> But he's but he's he's apparently permanently dead. So his backup backups got erased and there's no. a whole everyone's getting their backup erased. Here's the thing that I'm getting tired of. No, I'm not gonna rant on this, but like the Krakoan Age was supposed to be about telling stories about characters who aren't dead. Anyways. Don't die. Characters like death is supposed to be obsolete. Like it was supposed to force the writers to think of other t- kinds of stories to tell. And now everyone's getting there. It's like the trendy thing right now. Like Magneto started doing it. Now everyone's deleting their backups. Well, I mean, Quint, Quentin's getting deleted was because of external external stuff that was going on in X-Force that wasn't Mag- like Magneto who consciously chose to, to do it. But this is not an X-Force episode. <laughs> All right. Um, so then they're training. They're fighting up against... Rock slide, and then who should show up but the Van Strucker twins, Von Strucker twins, and yeah, they're they, they everyone starts freaking out. Bishop is like, "Get them out of here, run!" And then they get shot with what was that liquid called again? The thing that makes him powerless. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, the blight swill. Blight swill. Blight swill, and all the kids are powerless, and then. Tempo uses her powers and her and Bishop just disappear and the kids are left vulnerable with, you know, against the twins. 
And then it ends with Bishop waking up at Xavier School for Gifted Youngsters with a person of color, Cyclops and Jean, saying, what do we have here? And it's to be continued. Yes. You know what? I really um, liked it. I really liked the issue. Despite going back and forth of it, like during this, I thought it was fun. Again, I, I really want issues focused on on Bishop. I think Bishop's a really interesting character. Yeah, um, I, I like this as the start of like the mini and the arc. Um, it's refreshing because whenever the Fenris twins show up, they always get their asses beat. So I know something horrific is going to happen to them and maybe they'll finally actually get thrown into the pit. <laughs> they do need to get thrown into the pit. Yeah, so I, I don't know what to make of the of the last page. Are those alternate forms of Bishop? Is this a, a war a different you know universe where maybe Bishop's reality never comes to fruition? I don't know, you know, like. But I'm excited. What did you think? Um. Yeah. I I think partly um the end is that's what. I can't remember where it was in Bishop's backstory, but that's what he thought the X-Men were. That's who we thought the X-Men were when he was a child, I oh think, God, if yeah. I'm remembering Bishop correctly. Oh, I love that, yeah. Um, so he's being transported because, into his ideal world, question mark? Could be, or it could be um, he is been trans, you know, the... the the future is mutable. He could be in an alternate timeline. He could be in an alternate uh, reality. Um, but yeah, we'll see. What I really want to see here is Shard make a return. I love Shard so much. And I forgot, where, where did the character leave off? She was a hologram and then she's been MIA since. Um, she was absorbed her energy was absorbed, and I think she's been uh, pretty much dead since. That's a travesty because she's such a great character. I really want her back. She was so great on the on the X Men animated series. I wonder if we'll see her show up in X Men ninety seven. Yeah, I mean, in in ninety seven, she wasn't. Um, she was an actual character. Yeah, she, she wasn't just like a hologram. So. Did you have her action figure growing up, sidebar? I did not. Oh, I had it. She had like a real like hair ponytail, like, and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Um I'm trying to think. I, I did have some of like the 90s. I think I did have Bishop. There are a ton of Bishop action figures. I know, I love them all. Yeah, so that was that was the issue. I thought it was a really strong start. I think. It's a really good book. I'm curious to see where they're going to go. It's one out of five. I don't know if we'll record and review every single issue unless something monumental happens, but I really wanted to kick off the first the first issue, and I thought it was strong. I thought it was really good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. All right. So I don't think I told you this, but I did order the Mondo Jubilee and Magneto figures i was like really high last night after my hoa meeting and i was like let me do some online shopping and even though we're doing renovations for our apartment and we have absolutely space for nothing i'm like let me get these oversized mm -hmm. 12 inch figures that i'm not gonna know 
what to do it with. As one does. Uh, I just got um, Marvel Legends Longshot and Spiral is upstairs in a box that I haven't opened yet. Oh, you should open it. So, she looks so good. She's got she's to dance. <laughs> she's got to dance. All right. Well, that is our thoughts on Bishop War College. You can hit me up at Power of X-Men on Instagram and Instagram only because I don't use anything else. You can get me, uh, Mr. Scott Free on Instagram. Uh, Twitter appears to be dying today. Like it's completely down. So, um, but you can find me on there at uh, Mr. Scott Free. Just might not be doing anything. Wait, what happened to Twitter? Uh, you can't tweet anything out right now. And I'm, just means I'm sitting here with all my crazy thoughts stuck in my head. And I can't <laughs> broadcast them out into the world. My God, the internet. What are they going to do with themselves now without your crazy tweets? Well, thanks, sugar. The age of apocalypse is now over. And we'll see you next time. The age of apocalypse is over. For now.